0: They say the world could be hard, cruel, and ugly. Trust me, it gets worse if your hunger and thirst
1: doesn't push you from position last place to first. Can't build a foundation without having feet in the dirt. So I put in the work, grind harder than most. I don't chase accolades of the living, I'm facing a ghost. That's what makes me the goat depending on who you ask my brother whatever task got it covered like a mask guarantee they can't see me at the open run because i cook competitors until they look well done don't act like you don't know where i held from i had to climb about the trenches sit on benches till my time had come don't be mad at the player be mad at the game sneak this in the hating that's a flag on the play me falling off huh? that'll be the day i'm like both in the race leave the track flan bay it's the okay. open run. Okay. Wow, Jack, this past weekend, I saw all kinds of memes about the origins of Easter, even saw that people really didn't die for, that Jesus Christ didn't really die for people's sins, he just took a three-day long weekend and came back, so what are they praying for? I found that funny, in a a way. But the whole Ishtar turned into Easter, and that Ishtar, for those who don't know, was a Babylonian goddess of fertility and sex. And now they flipped that. That's why we have the bunny rabbit who lays eggs somehow. I don't know how that got together. I guess the the bunny rabbit is supposed to represent vigorous sex, sexual activity. And the egg being the thing that gets fertilized, the result of the union between the male and female to create another life force. I remember my son was but a wee lad and he asked me if rabbits could lay eggs, which they didn't. It was always odd to even the smallest of kids, but somehow people are rationalizing everything on the rough interweb streets we talk about here on the podcast. Oh, well, Charlemagne had these councils, and he had to decide as the head of the Roman slash Ottoman Empire how to rule the world and make people believe in Christianity. So he smoothed it out, created holidays and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's cool. It's a great story to tell, but lying to yourself is the most criminal thing you can do, and I don't know if people really know it. Makes me think about my dear old dad, blessed dad, who used to always say there are two sides to every story and three when you include the truth. And the truth is here on The Open Run with Will Strickland. That would be me. The Open Run with Will Strickland is brought to you by the fine folks at Press. We are Press.net. I can be found across these rough interweb streets at W underscore Strickland and the number one on Twitter, Will Strickland and the number one on IG and across all streaming platforms where podcasts can be found. Some might say that Draymond Jamal Green Sr., who I'm sure had a sweet Easter suit or two growing up in Saginaw, Saginasty, Michigan, exclaimed just recently that the 2016 Golden State Warriors were the best team of all time. Subject, I mean, it's subject to interpretation, but he says he doesn't care what anyone says. So if they were the best team of all time, then what would make that team that beat them in the 2016 NBA Finals, what would that make them? Would that make them the best-est team of all time? the great S-team of all time, again, subject to interpretation. And the guy who led that team in 2016 was alleged not to be feared by anyone, according to Shaquille Roshan O'Neal. Also in another recent interview, he said no one feared him, but h- how do you make it to eight straight finals without some degree of reasonable fear and healthy respect? I don't know if that's a ego play or whatever, like Draymond Green says, it doesn't matter what anyone says, the facts always bear themselves out. And if they didn't fear the hashtag, he You shan't be named, and what he can bring to the table, he wouldn't have achieved and attained all the things he has. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. What you can and cannot do is force or be forced to accept something that goes against your belief system. You don't have to believe it. You can say what you want to say about it. But you're not allowed to terrorize someone else as a result of how you feel like you're being forced to accept. You don't have to accept anything. Maybe accept the truth. That's always nice. And the truth, much like I said this podcast is, is the WNBA draft this year and I thought it was great. It's first time since 2019, that it was in person. So happy to see all the faces, all the drip. The ladies came draped up and dripped out. No one talking about looking fresh for their special moments. And we can talk about all the teams that actually won the draft, but one in particular, Lynn Dunn's Indiana Fever. Out of the mix for a couple, past couple of years, they're about to be back in it real quick. We have four first-round picks. They're buying the game. You have the number two pick in Melissa Smith, who is arguably the top one, two, three pick in this draft. They got her number two. Then you go out and get Lexi Hall from Stanford, quality shooter Emily Inkster. Tough as nails from the University of Louisville. And then you match Melissa Smith with her front court partner, Queen Egbo, on the front line. Throw in Destiny Henderson from the 2021 2022 national champion South Carolina Gamecocks in the second round. And the third round, they drafted the first player from the HBCU from Jackson State in 20 years in the WNBA, Amisha Williams Holiday. Lynn Dunn is trying to remake that entire Indiana Fever lineup remember i said this the indiana fever will be in the playoffs this year counting on these young ladies to make a move quickly adapt to the game quickly the learning curve will be there of course but i feel like they're going to be a problem of course the atlanta dream nabbed the number one pick in the draft university of kentucky's ryan howard so congrats to them the mystics got shakira austin from mississippi state the big two, again, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with Elena Deladon. Emily Misaman has moved on to the sky. They're trying to retool there in Washington. Who knows what's going to happen, but Shakira Austin is the truth down there at Mississippi State. 6'5", tough. She can hoop. I'm talking about somebody who was tough and can hoop. I mentioned her little point guard, Destiny Henderson. Shouts out to Dawn Staley, the Hall of Famer and two-time NCAA champion. Got a street named after her in Philly. You know, that's how they do. So, shouts out to Coach Dawn. And shouts out to Simone Augustus, the Hall of Famer and multiple-time All-Star, multiple-time champion in WNBA, is going to have a statue erected in her likeness on the campus of Louisiana University Sutter LSU, down there in Baton Rouge, to go along with the ones of Robert Lee Pettit, Peter Maravich, the Pistol, and, of course, the guy I talked about a little bit earlier, Shaquille Rashawn O'Neal. So, salute to Simone Augustus. And you see past, present and future of the WNBA on display and something that's gonna be in their future as well is prioritization. Because of what's happened to Brittany Griner, and not necessarily I don't think that's really a it's gonna be leveraged and utilized as a reason for why these players who are in the WNBA you can only make at a supermax level a little bit less than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Whereas going over to Turkey or China for Russia to play in the offseason, making anywhere in excess of a million, million and a half dollars, U.S., to play the game they love in a shorter period of time. The WNBA wants to penalize these women for going overseas for missing parts of this regular season because they're playing out their obligations in Europe, in Asia. But how's that help? They just signed a great CBA not too long ago that on the surface sounded good, but you still have... People like Liz Cambage coming out and people saying that she's complaining, but she's right. She shouldn't have to pay for her own flight just to get to work in a professional basketball league. To people like Joe Tsai, who got five, five $500,000 for getting private flights for his players so they can have the professional advantage of being treated like professionals in the sport thing. I can't wait till they figure out whether there's going to be a lockout eventually after the CBA is done. Or the new CBA is a negotiated and it's always the money thing. It's always about resource and finance. Coming out of the COVID, hey, we don't have the money to sustain the league if we had million-dollar players in the league, but you only have to pay a couple of them, a couple of million. And apparently, Joe Sigh and some of these other owners had the money and resources to do that. So get the ladies to the and let them rock. Looking forward to the 26th season of the WNBA this upcoming May. And I'm also looking forward to you coming back On the other side of this, on the open run with Will Strickland.
0: All right, so you know I had to rep, right? To let you one up with my own hoodie.
1: Come on, man. I'm not trying to one-up you. I'm trying to support. It's just like being on a... Listen, listen. When you're on... Say, for instance, you think about Jay-Z and Renegade, And everybody goes, oh, man, Eminem killed Jay-Z on Renegade." Anytime time you bring in someone else to do a feature with you, the whole idea is that you throw the ball up to the alley-oop and let them get the dump. They're supposed to shine. It helps your album. But because the way that people have this mentality in the streets, on these rough interweb streets, they are allowing it to affect the culture. It's ridiculous. But that's the mentality of, you know, we 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 are in this embrace debate kind of attention economy thing we deal with on each and every day. And so I want you to go on my show. I want you to be the one. It's not about me. That's why it says featuring you.
0: Yeah. Come on and spit them bars.
1: And speaking of that, let's get into it if you're ready to go.
0: Hold on. I'm trying to get this uh earpiece connected because you say you oh. get feedback.
1: Yeah, I was getting it before.
0: You're not getting it now?
1: No, can you hear me, though?
0: I, you fine fired on my end. Okay, then we love. Oh, phew.
1: say no more. All right, so here Let's we go. It. Back giving you more of what you asked for. It's the open run with Will Strickland in conversation with the Don of Being Kind. The Don Dada, you just got to do a little bit. <laughs> my man, Darius Robinson. Darius, affect the culture. What's up, my guy? What's happening, dude? You know, yeah, trying you to see. maintain it. I see. I see repping. Oh, look, always.
0: look! I love how you repping. You always repping. I love it. Come on, man. Love and it. You can't do it. You gotta support your squad on gang all the time. Yeah, well, you know, boy, you know the way you representative I'm gonna have to re up on. Have to re up you. You know, keep you lace. You know that. Well, I, I see. I see you doing it way big. I see you, you see over there. Like I see you. Okay, you shine a little bit. What? What?
1: But as we do each and every time, and I appreciate you coming on and doing this with me, Ben. For sure. Uh, As we do each and every time on the podcast, when we have our guests, we ask you to run your resume. So if you would, please, sir, run your resume. And let's start at Colleen Ellison High School. Uh Around the years 1987.
0: Mm, You, boy, I tell you. Was it 87? Was it 87? I got there in 87. Yeah, I and I was, you know, trying to mind my own business, you know, in a common area where this dude thought I was from the islands. Man, you had those circle glasses. Yeah, yeah. I had little circle glasses, and some dude roll up on me. He, I think he, he, he really wanted to hear me. He wanted to hear me accent, mine Right, like nah, bro, I'm from Georgia.
1: Hey, so, listen to me. the The best part was you wouldn't say a word at first. And I guess you had gotten word that I was fi- trying to find out what guy on the team was from the island somewhere. And no so way. I'm like, okay, it, cause it was it was Don Carty. It ended up being Don Carty.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I was trying to find out. So I'm walking around. I'm like, yo, I'm asking questions when I come up to you. And I asked you, like, I, my dumbass, all I do is ask you close-ended questions. So all you have to do is go, Nod your head one way or nod your head the other way. You wouldn't say a word. Yeah, right. The universal black man's hello. You know what that is. Come on now. So and that, I just remember that being the foundation of everything because of how you held it down. I'm like, this dude is rock solid. He got A1 credit with me from day one. A1 since day one, no doubt. And for those who don't know, this is my very best friend on the planet. We're not always the best of friends and we don't do. Things that we need to do as friends, and that's on us, but we don't spend a lot of time dwelling on that because whether it's been five years or how long it's been, as soon as we get back together again, it's like we never stop.
0: Never. Didn't miss a beat, for sure.
1: But yeah, so, you know, we're there at Ellison, and if you think about it, from basketball and being on the team to the beatbox battles and rap battles, and the boy acting right there off the commons, you know. Yes, sir. And, and you know, like I said, I've been on squad at all times. Look, look
0: I was. You know, thinking. How many, we
1: ever lose? How many times did we ever lose? None. I, I don't recall. None.
0: None. But look, you. I think I think about it. I was like, Strick at that time could have been like like Don King, Dame Dash, setting the battle, right. Look, he was like this my man he, he got you he gonna, he gonna eat all
1: y'all nobody could touch him and i said hey let's battle for frito pies
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah that was yeah. a texas
1: thing for sure if we wasn't playing uno at that table that back table back there yep. is battle for frito pies now for those who don't know what a frito pie is like this is hood school one-on-one it's a bag of plain fritos and some of that canned chili you got from the like the lunch lady and they put some, I think it was supposed to be cheese, but we don't show them the government. Right, right, right. Pour it over the top. Frito pies,
0: a quarter. That's yeah. how old we are. It was a quarter, Jack. We thought it was like, yo. Or 50 cents. It might have been 50 cents. Yo, them Frito pies guaranteed a half roll of tissue. Hey, listen. They're to you t- the t- put you in jeopardy during practice. <laughs> yeah. Let's
1: get an elbow to the stomach and practice, coach. Yeah. I think it got the bubbleies. <laughs> BGs. No doubt. No doubt, but man, look, that from a foundational standpoint, that's great. And I think we were in a place just as kids trying to figure out where we want to go. And, you know, years passed by, you would come down to see, at Rice, drove all the way from Georgia. That was crazy. And that's love. Yeah. You know, and we hung out and we were hanging out that week doing the show and everything, my radio show at Rice and- Definitely, know, yeah. As somebody who is deep in the culture, you know, as an MC, as a beatboxer, as a producer, seeing you go on your path, and then you know, I'll, I'll say it like this: I don't know if we were on the "quote unquote" right path. We had a certain energy to us as young boys. That's you what know what they do. You know, yeah, but yes. it gives an evolution to it. Yes. So, for you, what was the tipping point? What was the thing that told you, "Look, yo, what am I doing out here in these streets? I gotta pull it back a little bit." What was the thing what was it this it could have been a person it could have been a place it could have been a, an experience that said to you wait a minute i can still walk this path but instead of, and i'm a big believer in, in trailblazers as opposed to path myself personally absolutely but what was the thing that told you this ain't working for me i need to do something different
0: well i'm, I'm gonna try to give the version that's not too in detail i don't want to you know come off preachy to folks but just real talk, even at that young age, uh, and I would say, what, about 23 or so, something like that, it started to kind of shift for me because it was like, is this the, is this all it is to life? I mean, this stuff, this repetition stuff, day in, day out, you know, you get up, you want to find where the next turn up is, you want to, you know, and let's just keep it a whole buck. Like you said, we young men and, you know, you chasing skirts, you know, and it just got old. I mean, it's like, right. is, it, is this it? You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, the lights start to come on. I start to want to know, OK, so what's what's life really all about? So I began to search and I went through a progress, a progression of different things that I was looking into and just wasn't doing it for me. And then I one day ran to this dude in a trailer. Actually, it's my uh sister-in-law's trailer. And the dude was, up, I didn't know him. And he just started preaching to me and stuff. So. And something was ringing in my—it just ringing on all on the inside was saying truth. He asked me, "I want to try Jesus," and I was like, "Yeah, I, phew, dude, I had an experience right there in the trailer," and I was like, "Oh God, this is real, you know." Mm-hmm. So just in that, it it just allowed me to just in a nutshell, like I said, I don't want to be preachy or whatever, you know, because I respect everybody's walk and everybody's their their views, you know. I have much respect. You Speaking your truth, so speak your truth, my okay. guy. So. It was just that at that point I start to, you know, want to know, okay, so if you made me, what am I here for? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I here to do? And it's been a long path. Um, but I begin to get on that trek and my life just start to balance out. I start to pay attention to what even I mean, for me, like I said, you know me, you know, and you know how we were way back when and I had a whole thing where I'm going to be 45 before I get married. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. Because, you know, we out here wilding. And just because I start to realize, I mean, it's got to be more than what we were doing. And I realized the very person that I was having a relationship right then was like everything that you needed right there in front of you. So I start to just pay attention to things and just start to go on a the, on the path to, okay, let's let's do something with this life. And not just the old the same old, same old get up and you chasing the same bone every day, you know? Right,
1: and, and, and let me ask you this though, like I think foundationally there were some things and maybe I'm not trying to skip over or gloss over it because yeah. for those who don't know, and I guess no one really knows between, except me and you in this in this situation right now, but there was a foundation that was poor for you by your stepfather, I think. That's just me, that's, and looking at how he was with you, how he was with your mom, shouts out to Mama Brown, and every saturday morning before we went to the gym knowing exactly where you were yes right we had to go to the gym you know what was going down big g what's dead The gary was down there washing the car uh yo gary is, is there is man you know where he is in the road rag on yes popping out biscuits, biscuits okay. oh, with the Contadina canned tomato paste. Thanks. Uh, every Saturday morning, without That's fail. This and, and, but I think there was a stability to that. So when you talk about doing the same thing, it was it, you had two lenses to deal with. What you thought you were supposed to do as a young man and what was happening right in front of you, as you said, you know, with somebody who was taking care of his business, take care of his family and the whole thing.
0: Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, And I'm going to jump in here. And and that was actually a a part of my foundation as well, because you got to realize, like when we say affect the culture, these things, you know, we're we're products of our environment, is what, you know, one of the bases that we talk about. Um, That's why we say affect the culture, because what goes on around us actually impacts others, impacts our siblings, impacts our children. So that did play a part, you know. Mm. Of course, you know, we had our own. Agenda as young men 16 yes, 17 sir. years old. So you do you do what you do until you know to do better until you like you grow up i put it that way So yeah. I just, if, you, if you know better if you knew better you do better, right, right and sometimes you know better you still do wrong yes, you know, sir. Just keep it a whole book, you know, you grow up at some point and that's that's what happened And Start to look at life a little differently and realize that it was something that I was here to do and Trying to figure out what it was. I mean, it's not an overnight thing. It took even after I came to the quote unquote literally light, it mm-hmm. still was a, a process and a grooming and everything. So you know, I'm on I'm on the path to to do what I believe that I'm here to do. You know, on on my my assignment, my mission, at least one of one of the major ones, at least. Right. Well,
1: um, I I definitely want to talk about that, and if we we're going. On. You know road trip a little bit into that in that past and
0: hey, um let, let me interrupt you one more time and just say this you know i want to just say rest in peace to dj k slay just the mm-hmm. news this morning you know being a hip-hop head unfortunately you know, talk about foundation right yeah foundation you know because you know how we were on the, mm-hmm. on the on the bus look on the bus and walking to the dya so for those
1: yes, dependent youth activities. It's basically for the black kids in the hood on the military base. We <laughs> to so run that gym. Yes, run sir. Gym. Day in, day out. And, and day, in, day out. But shouts out for sure. And rest in power
0: shouts to uh DJ DJ K Slade for sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So continue on. Um, I just want to, you know, always acknowledge the pioneers, yes, those sir. that literally affected the culture and the you know, the hip hop industry for sure, music entertainment altogether. You know, yeah, and I mean, you as an entertainer. I mean, I
1: remember one of the first songs you sent me as you were, you know, on your walk, and like you said, you have moments. Look, they say the devil's always at the door, always there, whether you answer it or not. It's up to you, right? Facts, but and even if you do answer it, are you strong enough to deal with the, you know, the questions being asked? You know, have you put enough found, you know, put enough work in in the foundation to be like, yeah. I get that, but this is what I do. And I'm strong in my my foundation is solid. He's gonna test it, but right? Can't shake me on my soil. I'm good. It's going to right? be tested. are always gonna get tested, right? Yep. And I was talking about road tripping. It uh, made me think about the time after I don't know where we went. You know, we were playing some team in Austin or something. We stopped to get Popeyes. Everybody else got like, yeah, we get a four piece, two breasts, a thigh, and a leg or a wing. Go ahead and tell it. And my man, Darius, said, hey, look, I need a box of biscuits, 12 biscuits, and some honey and jelly. <laughs>
0: and one chicken breast. And <laughs> one chicken breast.
1: <laughs> 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 and I'll never forget that as long as I live. But like I said, it's on brand. And as you were start to, to create your brand and create your brand identity, it had to start with you. Right? And right. His name is what I remember that song. You had to hold in that squad all the time. True, the spirit to it, the energy to it, that made me feel good about that. Right, and I remember us talking about like, yo, uh, BT. uh, What was the name of the show that they used to do? um, Gospel. What was it? BT Gospel.
0: Because it's been so long, I can't remember the name. It it was. It was their main gospel show. Yeah, they actually sent me a, a email for a nomination. You know, for the video. So yeah, that was dope. Just got it too late and missed the yeah. deadline to submit. Yeah. But, Yeah, but yeah, was it was dope. a time, man. And you're you're
1: building. You're trying to find your way, and we're gonna find our way back to talk more with my man Darius Robinson on the other side of this on the open run with Will Strickland.
0: The unfortunate person who gets started in this Finds himself getting into an ever-increasing of this Where he starts out with the idea I'll
1: have a kick or a high And that'll do something for him well, You're now listening to the sounds of the Open Run Where the lecture is conducted from the mic Into the speaker In conversation With my mellow my man Affected culture's Darius Robinson, D, what up, man? What's happening, my dude? Listen, I've always been a supporter of what you do. Like I said, it's it's always on squad. And I see you flourishing I hear you building not just a brand, because it's disrespectful to call affect the culture, just a brand. But the idea around it and the, the foundation you built it on about, you know, whether it be five random acts of kindness, you know, your gas drives, especially that right now, yeah, yeah, Gas price is higher than Shaq's neck. Oh <laughs> man, you know, you're out here doing that work. So, yeah. tell us a little bit about Effect the culture what's that, what that's all about, how all that stuff we talked about before led you to this path, you know, with family and
0: faith and everything else. How'd you get here? I think we got here, um, you know, first of all, through prayer and different things. And like I said, I had a moment, um, when I realized that. Because I looked at affect the culture initially um, because I was doing, you know, still doing music, but I initially looked at it like, you know, affect the culture and the music entertainment industry. Because we gotta have what we hear is not building us up a lot of the music that we hear. Mm-hmm. So I was looking to do something on those along those lines, but then it showed me something hit me. I was cutting grass one day, 2015, and listening to some good a good message. And something hit me and said, Well, this is it's a lot, it's much bigger than what you think, than the music entertainment industry. And I think one of my biggest, and I call it my weakness with this, is I wanna see everybody win. You know, I wanna see, it doesn't care, I don't care about your color. People are people. And I think if we all win, we all do well, we all benefit. It benefits us all. Wrong. And how's that a weakness? I'm, I'm missing that part. Well, I, I'll explain to you. Like you say, okay. the games giveaways, we have a cap. They say we're going to do 125 people, but I got a line stretching out down the street and we say to cut off and everybody's fussing at me because I'm saying I'll pay for them. just we will cut off right here. We take the next 15 and I'm paying $20, $15 a pop for the next 15 people out of my own pocket at these gas giveaways because I always go over and above what I'm actually supposed to do to help people. I'll go the extra mile. That's why I say it's a weakness if you Mm. want to. I say, you know, as far as it, if there's a weakness, that's my weakness. I'm always I, I, to, I can't but, call that a weakness, man. I, I, I can't when you talk about that
1: as a weakness. I think that is part of that's what I said the, the donna of being kind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's just if that's in your nature, that's the actual that's a strength. That's people you know? might try to try to take advantage of that strength and call it a weakness, right? But now, that, but for me, I'm looking at it like I'm proud of it I see you doing them like that's an amazing thing for you to go in and find the kind of partner to say "Hey, this is a worthwhile thing to do it's hard for people to give away something like that but yeah. you're giving up your time your energy and your efforts and you must have a strong and very thick skin because no ends so up you hear no a whole lot don't
0: you actually I don't honestly oh, honestly you know we got a good a good uh, ratio of of getting yeses. I will say that, in particular, okay. because with this particular campaign that we're doing right now, where we're challenging people to be better as an individual, it's a character builder, and also it's a, a, a effort to to um to help someone else, not mm. necessarily because they're in need, but just because a kind gesture in this climate right now. Mm. That's why we we get as many yeses as as we get because it's so needed, so vital. We're trying to Um, impact our culture to get people to treat each other with respect with kindness and dignity regardless of your differences i don't care how you vote how you how you you whether it be your lifestyle or your your faith or lack thereof it doesn't matter but as humans one common thread that we should have regardless of any differences we treat each other with respect with kindness and dignity and still disagree but we can say hey they may act like this and in this particular city over here, and let's just pick on DC because we got all the politicians there. <laughs> <laughs> because we know how they act. So if we say in DC they act like this, but here in Houston or Atlanta or Augusta, we don't agree, but we treat each other. We treat this is how our community is. This is the culture of our community that we treat each other with respect, with kindness and dignity. We don't agree on everything. So that's what we're and I think. We're better than what we're being what we've seen as a nation. And my my goal with this is to impact the nation and abroad as well. Like I was telling you, you know, we just cop did what we need to do, get those passports passports so we can come up there and chill out with the Don, the Don <laughs> Hey no, 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 no. no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, am, I am but a humble servant, my guy. I am a
1: citizen. Uh shout oh, out to my man Sway Calloway and Sway in the morning show. But Look, Look, man, I think, influence. I, I, think, I think that there is, we are a prime example of what we've been talking about the whole time. I'm a heathen. I'm a heathen. And somehow, and I, and I'm, I'm being extreme for the sake of a conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I'm better than that. But, you know, just that we have a contrast in our past and what we do. But we are connected as people, first and foremost. Affiliations and all that stuff is accoutrement. It's not the thing that binds us. The thing that binds us is our love for one another, regardless of what you know. I know I still do wrong, one hundred percent. And it's no way that you you know you would sit and be like, oh yeah, I do everything right too. Like we are people. We're human beings.
0: Human people.
1: But the awareness to 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 be aware of that and to try to be better each and every day. Like I wake up and I had an episode called this. A chance and a choice. Every morning when you wake up, you get another chance to be better or worse, depending on it. how you how you look at it. And then a choice. I love that. A chance and a choice. What do you do with it? And to be totally honest with you, I think the Atlanta Hawks.
0: Aha! Aha! a hawk! Secure, I don't know. Trey tweeted that, you know, you're going to do better next time. You know, you fall down. Right. And up. So but
1: before we get into that, though, because I, I want to talk about that. And I think, you know, as a, a person who's always been an Atlanta Hawks fan, not, as far as I remember, back to Jacques Dominique Wilkins.
0: Number one. Right. all time player, love Jordans and everybody. But, hey, I'm home team. Neek, Dominique. No. That's, that's how we say it. Well, well, I'm. I'm I'm in the house, he come on, I say, Dominique? Dominique?
1: I'm like, going <laughs> to tell you right now that the path that the 2021 Eastern Conference finalist, the Atlanta Hawks, took this year to make it into the playoffs was perilous at best, but they made it there.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Ended up playing game one the other day against the number one seed in the East, the Miami Heat. Yeah. Then the from Dade County. And they showed them that there are levels to this thing. I know you want to watch it and call me after that, but you might have been feeling a certain way about oh, it.
0: No, I was good. I was good. It was just it was. Look, when you gonna see Trey go for one for 12, eight points? You know that mm-hmm. was an anomaly. We we've been down this road before. You know, right? You
1: wouldn't be here if you didn't have enough fortitude and character about yourself as a squad. And you got yep. your man at the head of the table, Nathania. Yeah, you know his name down there. Not the not Nick McMillan, not Nathaniel. It's Nathaniel. Nathaniel. You Nathaniel. better hey, you better believe it. You have them ready. Nathaniel got them together. Um, and you look you at Trey. Shorten it up. Shorten yeah, just it Nathaniel. They, oh, wow. Nathaniel. <laughs> Listen, to me. He, he's the head of the table, but the guy who is the engine to everything is Ray for Trey Young, yeah. and you, he's. Like you said, it's an anomaly. He's not the Heat know that his team knows that they believe in him. The fact that here is this guy that you will always count out. Guys count him out, count him out. He's too small. He's never going to make an yeah. NBA. Never gonna, all right, well, he'll score a lot of points, but he's never going to help his team to do anything. And the day that the Hawks made a trade because they had Luka Doncic, I am sorry, Luka Lamar. That's with two R's. Doncic. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It, players' middle names because they don't have them. So I give them middle names like we have. Okay. Okay. So you know, Nicola Jermaine, so Jermaine Jokic is J apostrophe M-A-Y-N-E. That's Nikola Jermaine Jokic. Okay. Although so I didn't get Bogdan Bogdan Bogdanovich one. Okay. You got you gotta rep him there. his middle name is Bogdan, Bogdan, Bogdanovich. That's what I call him on the show. It's only right that his middle name is Bogdan. It's Bogdan's everywhere, so I just put another one in there. But it's double up the trade draft day mm-hmm. that the hawks made with the dallas mavericks for luka Doncic, so they can get trade young at first people were like that's a crazy trade there's no way the hawks played themselves yeah yeah but you look at it from a value standpoint um there's one of those players in that trade that's never made it out of the first round of the playoffs facts I mean, don't, don't, don't let, me, I, you know, I'll take a motion. I take a motion on this, the, 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 situation altogether. together. I look at the facts that matter. There's one guy who took his team to a conference finals already. Another guy who's injured watching his team possibly go out in the first round again. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, who really won, won this trade? I, I mean, it's a, I just hit you with a loaded question. I know this.
0: Yeah. I'm going to ask if you, it. if you put it on facts, yeah. who are won this trade? George oh, oh,
1: uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Clinton will be mad at us for what we're doing. That's <laughs> right now. <laughs> but if you look at it, like, you've got to give Atlanta the nod right now. Yeah. What Trey did in becoming, that's an ascent of a superstar. What he did against New York last year, Ooh. Saved an injury versus Milwaukee. Ooh. We've got to have a conversation. I mean, right. we'll never know. So I I don't I stay off a conjecture corner for the most part, but the facts of the matter are this: that the Atlanta Hawks have gone further with Trey Young than Dallas Mavericks have with Luka Doncic. He's had some moments, no doubt. Yeah, Luka's had some moments. It's not to knock Luka, but I'm saying like on the surface, there's this overwhelming sense that somehow Luka who puts up monster numbers. Don't get me wrong. Right. He's a unique talent, generational talent. But to discount someone like Trey Young is disrespectful to the game.
0: Absolutely, I agree. I mean, just like you said, based on facts, you know. I hate a lot of
1: those pesky fact things in the way, Darius.
0: Well, some folks don't like those. Yeah, they get in the way of a good story. So yeah. a, a of emotion. Well, look, look, I, we we can go. Well, I, I don't want to mention anybody else's name on your 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 podcast, but do we can just, we can get emotion. We can go straight Stephen A. and and, and go bananas about stuff. Get all in our emotions, but look, facts are facts. But look, points and assists, come on, son.
1: There's been two people in the history of the association, 75 years strong, that ever led the league in total points and total assists in the same season. One was another Dane Thania. Yeah. <laughs> Nate Tiny Archibald back in 72, 73. Okay. And Rayford Trey Young. That's right. As much as they talk about, oh, when the rules change, when these guys are trying to draw fouls, it's going to change everything they do. It's going to make them lesser players. He actually got better because when you're great, you figure out a way. And he's done that. And I'm not ready to call him a great yet, but those numbers are not mistakes. They're not anomalies. Just like you could say game one was an anomaly. They know he's going to come out more aggressive in game two. So are you prepared for game two on Tuesday night? What do you think they can do differently? against the Heat to be more effective. I
0: think missing Clint Capella is a big part of that. Huge part and you know Collins King just came back but you know he's got you got to get back after game, game, game reps game reps everything so you know that's that's presence but I think one of the biggest things is um bottom line we got shooters. Our team was full of shooters but we don't make shots I mean oh, they, you're not going to shoot 24% again against the if that's not right, going to happen. Yeah. So that 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 in itself you know, D up um, their perimeter shooters, keep them D up, you know, don't let Robinson and uh, hero. Yeah. And, and hero get hot, just stay in their face, agitate them, keep um, which I love our acquisition of um. now I'm forgetting his name, a point guard that we got from, um. I believe it came from the line. Right. Yeah. The bomb, right. Love is D love is because you know, that was my thing as well. When we played ball, I Listen. was, it, it was one person had the shot that I couldn't catch him. Yeah, right. I don't know this Strickland dude. He was the one dude. Not <laughs> they put me on. I remember the game. We put put me on this dude that went to I believe went end up going to Villanova. He torched us, but when right. I got on him, it was a different story. When it, when when O-Sino let me play and guard him, you know what's funny? I
1: just talked about his
0: name, Chris Walker.
1: That's him. know Milby. Yeah. He's now, and then now he. We worked for CBS Sports. He was. I know he oh. was a head coach for a minute at Texas Tech, but he did go oh, yeah. to Nova for sure. That that's a good memory, man. That's great. Yeah. That's crazy. But I, I do remember um,
0: when I think about like what your game was like. What player would you say your game most resembled? Ooh, you know, I never really even thought about it because I know one of my my bread and butter was defense, and I you know I will get my scoring in as in particular as needed, you know, opportunity wise, but. You know, I don't know. I I can't really off the top of my head. Next time we talk, you should have that answer, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let let, let me think on that a little bit. But you talked about being your favorite
1: player of all time. If you had to guard Dominique Wilkins one on one, you had a chance to play one on one against any player in the history of the game. I'm pretty sure it's Jacques Dominique. No.
0: Oh, would it be somebody else who would have played one on one? One on one? Mm hmm. The ultimate challenge defensively, I would believe, would have been to try to D up Michael Jordan. That would have been like. That's who you want to play one-on-one. I would love to have D'd him up just to get the experience to fight with that fadeaway. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, it's a I mean, real, I mean, re, let's be realistic, you know, this Michael Jordan. But like I said, I was always up for the challenge. I want to play the best player on the other team. Because you remember when I made the um when we played ball. It because you know, I didn't play much on the Osina. If I went to the, they invited us to the unrecognized senior tournament, I only played mm. two games before I twisted my ankle. Mm. But I did my scoring, but at my defense, and I made the all tournament team after I didn't play the full second game, but I still made the all tournament team mm. just because of the defense. And I had I think I had like 12-14 points or something like that, but but it was the defense. It it's, was what you,
1: the, it's what you lent to your team, though. In that's that's what I'm saying. that's the dream work at all time. And when I'm thinking about all time teams, I need you to give me your Atlanta Hawks
0: all time starting five, mm. one from each position, sir. Who would that be and why? At center in the middle would have to be, I have to, I think I have to give the nod to Mutombo. Just yeah. If you would have said Wayne Rollins, I'm like, get off the screen. <laughs> no, I don't say tree. I could say said uh, John Concat if that's the case. <laughs> okay, so the point, point, it'd have to be tree. I, mean, okay. I mean I love Doc. I'm sorry, who? Doc, there's only doc. one Doc. There's only one Doc. Yeah, yeah. I love Doc and no, everything. There's only one Doc in the NBA. Oh facts now. Facts. Doc Rivers. Let me just make it clear. Glenn Rivers, sir. Glenn Rivers. Okay. Glenn Rivers. Let me.
1: Okay, you love Glenn Rivers.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll fight, uh, for
1: Doc. I'll fight for Doc Old time.
0: And then we could. Uh, At the three, I already you. know it's Dominique is a three. Yeah, Dominique, of course. That's hands
1: course. down. But how be tough, though? But, you got to think about Hawks history. You know they played in St. Louis, too.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm trying to remember his name. Oh, Robert Lee Pettit? Pettit, yeah. Yeah. Bob Pettit, first 20, Bob 20,000
1: Bob Pettit. points scorer in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, and then... I know you're not going to say Tiny Arms, Kevin
0: Willis. No, I'm not going to say
1: Kevin Willis. It's the guy that got left off that list, too. Steve Smith
0: should have been on that list. Steve you Smith. Know? Look, I still love, to, to this day, I still love... Um, Come on, I know he's 40 years old, but he's a phenom in the big three right now. Still at 40. And my my brain is going blank as far as the name. Um, not Sharif Abdul Rahim. No, 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 no. no. He just came back, played for Boston one game. He started out his career with Boston. Oh, ISO Joe. ISO Joe. Oh my goodness. Joe Johnson. Yeah, hey, yo, he was given giving- long enough to get Hawks like
1: love like that. Al Hoffman, did he play long enough? Paul Bill Sapp, did those guys get played long enough to get that kind
0: of love on your all-time team? ISO I Joe, I would say. I, I give him the nod part of the all all time. But, look, he wait, was- wait, wait.
1: So is he so who is he taking for?
0: Well, he can't be the three, so he'd have to pay up for two.
1: But Then that, that left off one guy, Peter Maravich. Oh, wait—the wait, pistol. Wait, Pete Maravich. I can't. Sweet Lou Hudson, Hall of Famer. Sweet Lou Hudson. Oh, you know I know him. Swatch.
0: Yeah, you. you yeah. Historian. I know. You know. Yeah.
1: Even if it was one guy who played maybe two preseason games with the Hawks back in nineteen seventy-one, the name was Julius Winfield Irving. That's yes, that's news to me. Oh, you didn't know? No. When the ABA and the NBA were fighting, no. He was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks, so he could have ended up playing with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or at the time he still the artist, formerly known as Ferdinand Louis Alcindor Jr. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But there was a fight over his rights, so the Hawks ended up, or the Hawks ended up getting him from Milwaukee Bucks, and for a couple of games, he and Pistol Pete. The doc, the pistol, or the same squad in Atlanta. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. So just so you know that what could have been? What could have been? And so he ended up um getting his rights. He had to go back to Virginia. Virginia sold his rights to the New York Nets. Nets folded into the NBA in 76. Then he goes on, plays for Philadelphia. Yeah. And the rest is history. Yes, my dude. favorite player of all time. That's my favorite player of all
0: time. Yeah, he just he's number two. I mean, prior to Dominique. That was i was dr j i think just about everybody was dr j just super fans you know you know that's but, how you used to go to the basket pop the ball and, and try the ball. to go act like everybody under you michael cooper and just right. <laughs> look, <laughs> so man, so man. hey look that's that's it right there
1: and so um before we get out of here man i appreciate you coming through let everybody know where they can find you online and, and find out more about affected culture. And of course, best
0: of luck to your Atlanta Hawks. For sure, for sure. Well, uh, you can always, you can you can find us at affecttheculture.com, Sim- super simple, affecttheculture.com. You can put the hashtag in the search. Um, so on all social media platforms, of, at affecttheculture and, and rock with us. We're we looking to actually, I'm kind of crazy because I think we can change the world. Sure, but we'll, we'll definitely be- somewhere with a dream. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think we can change the world. We got some big things coming to. If you're on a college campus in the Southeast, be ready this fall. We got some great things headed your way just to make an impact on your campus and to give the students the uh, opportunity to make an impact in their community uh, with this this effort. We challenge people to be better. But at affecttheculture.com or all social media um, formats, follow us, give us a shout out, shop with us, support us, affectthecultureclothing.com. As you see We'll got the fresh gear on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I should have done the Barker Flourish. There you go. So um yeah, and it, it, it supports our organization. Um, and also, you know, keep it fresh as well. So our calling always a mission statement style is what we're all about. But just connect with us. We'd love to um interact with you, you know, because we're looking to do some great things. But my man Strick. I got something for you coming too. I already got some. Got some surprises right. coming your way. Well, um, you know, sharpen steel at all times,
1: man. Yes, sir. So we support, the- support and make sure they're part of it because they don't understand that, you know, what we do as a unit it matters,
0: right? Absolutely. 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 Hey, shout out to affecting the culture, Will Strickland, first ever hip hop accredited. College course (laughs) in the US, maybe globally, make an impact. Now, there's other people now doing Luda. Shout out to Luda. He's getting the honorary, but he was teaching at Georgia State. But Mm -hmm. this man did it first. You know, I like
1: first everything except being last.
0: Hey, don't, 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 you the first. If you ever get in a conversation with Soldier Boy, he'll tell you he did it first, though. So. my man i appreciate you and love you so much man i'm gonna see you soon all right bro be easy all right open run
1: it is now winning time here on the open run with will strickland Want to thank my brother, Darius Robinson, from Affect the Culture, for doing his thing in these rough interweb streets and on the real streets each and every day, you know, doing random acts of kindness and following his mission, blazing his trail, and contributing to the world in the way he knows he can do the best. Please support him, see what he's doing. And on that note, let's get into the news, views, and truths that you choose on the NBA and beyond Get well soon, Aliyah Gales, the eighth-ranked player on ESPN's Top 100 and University of Southern California commit, was shot at a house party this past weekend. Want her to get well soon. A lot of gun violence going on out here in these streets. Gas prices going up, temperatures rising. I wish her well. Shouts out to Imani Bates, who is now a free agent in college, or they call it the transfer portal now. I didn't think that was going to last long, especially when he wasn't starting down there in Memphis. He's very grateful to Penny Hardaway, but when you see stuff like this early on in a kid's career, it causes a lot of teams to raise red flags about him. He decommitted from Michigan State under Tom Izzo, went to play in Memphis under Coach Penny, learned from a guy who's, they basically have the same body frame, a lot of the same game back when Penny was playing, but Penny was different. He was a different type of animal. Imani Bates suffering through injuries and being so young, not really having matured into his body yet, couldn't find his way. So while guys like Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bantero are gonna be in the 2022 NBA draft, because of how young the Imani Bates is, he's not eligible for this year's draft. But he will be eligible to play somewhere else next season. Will they go back to Michigan State? Will he play Eastern Michigan? Will he play overseas? An overtime elite. He has options. G-League Ignite, perhaps. But whatever he does, I wish you well, young Imani Bates. Shouts out to Blanca Burns, the first Mexican-born NBA referee. I didn't know. Just found out about her. But salute to her. And I think when we talk about empowering women and talk about International Women's A day, day here on the podcast, she's definitely an example of that. When we speak of someone who doesn't respect women, allegedly, the owner and governor of the Phoenix Suns, Robert Sarver. Al Sharpton's still out there protesting your band. Get it together. He actually resigned his post as the chairman at the Western Alliance Bank Corporation amidst these allegations and the investigation from the NBA. Trying to take as much of a stain off all these other entities he's involved in. It's not a good look, my guy. He's saying this is time he's been there over 30 years. Okie dokie. Rich people don't want really give up money for no reason Where there's smoke. And who gave people the smoke in the last player of the week award, given out in the 2021-2022 NBA regular season? Joel Hansen B from the Eastern Conference. And Luca Lamar, that's with two R's. Doncic, congrats to those guys. And the Rookies of the Month, the last Rookies of the Month. Couldn't be Josh Giddey, he's out for the year. But he got four of those throughout the year. I don't know how he did it. He's more than likely making someone's all-rookie team. He did not make mine. I'll just put that out there. He did not make mine, but he was nice. But Rookies of the Month, Jalen Green. One of, I think, maybe five rookies in the history of the game. to score 30 points in eight games in his first campaign. And the now-injured Scotty Barnes of the Toronto Raptors, also. A guy who could easily win Rookie of the Year and could be that. He's one of the finalists for that award. And speaking about the awards, make sure you check out the first annual Do Work Awards, regular season edition, with my brother, Brian Antonio Henry, from the podcast, Below the Hardwood, as the vested representative of that podcast, BTH. Make sure you check those guys out as well. And we doled out all the best awards, all the ones the NBA gives out, plus the ones we give out. Make sure you check it out. It's on all streaming platforms where, of course, podcasts can be found. The game of the week as the playoffs began this past weekend was easily between the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics. Ramadan Kyrie going back to his old haunts in Beantown. And he was about that to tomfoolery because they came out and they were calling him all kinds of names, calling him out of his name. I guess he wasn't feeling it. He felt this little, you know, he was feeling a certain way about it. He was responding in kind after he's out there torching everything moving and giving this Brooklyn Nets a chance to win the game. And it looked like they would win that game, despite Kyrie's waving hello and whatever he was waving to all the fans, and talking crazy to the fans, saying he's going to give them the same energy. Maybe he's not focused on the prize. If that's unfocused Kyrie, I'm sure that Brooklyn Nets fans will take that. But the Defensive Player of the Year, who I think will be the Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart, who got cooked most of the day by Kyrie Irving, Made the play of the game at the end of the game. Down one point. Seconds to go. Could pull up for a three. Sidesteps. A double team coming out to see him shooting what could have been a wide open three. Steps inside the arc. Sees a cutting Jason Tatum. Passes the ball. It's he and Kyrie Irving in the lane. He spins around Kyrie. Lays the ball in Tate. With half a second left on the clock. Jam done. Boston, 115. Brooklyn Nets, 114. Best game of the day. I love the playoffs. I love the playoffs. But let's do a quick look around the league at the eight games that we had this past weekend. We talked about one with Darius between the Hawks and the Heat. Just talked about the game of the week with Boston and Brooklyn. And now we're going to go out to the West and look at Dallas and Utah. No Luka? Real problem. Will they be able to win a playoff series? Talked about that with Darius as well. But even if the Jazz win, even if the Jazz go on, because Luka's going to miss game two as well, the calf injury is serious, they're not really winning. There's no continuity on this team. You can see it. They, you know, they're out there, they're playing, and it's a good time. But there's an energy about them that I don't feel. And they'll see it too, because somebody's got to go. I don't know if it's Donovan, I don't know if it's Rudy Gobert, but somebody's got to go. And it might be Quinn Snyder as well. Because the tune they're playing right now is getting stale. The other game of the week for me personally, because of the stars that were in the game, and I say stars for sure, and Tamikias Jamel Morant, you must trust in Anthony Edwards. A one since day one, facing off in their first playoff matchup, the two versus the seventh seed, and Minnesota came out and smacked Memphis in the mouth on Beale Street, one thirty to one eleven, and this young man is twenty years old, Anthony Edwards. He doesn't get the pressure of the playoffs or anything like he clearly does not. He came out and dropped numbers. Numbers. He and John both going over 30 points. Anthony Edwards controlled the game. He did. We did when it counted the most. I mean, and I spoke about the keys. It's not going to be, John's going to get his numbers. Anthony Edwards is going to get his numbers. Carl Anthony Towns, I guess he was a tough guy against Stone Cold Stephen Adams, who's not going to punk him like the Clippers did. Marcus Morris Sr., those guys out there made him scared. But he played better. It is... Jaron Jackson Jr., the key to everything. He cannot stay out of foul trouble. If he's in foul trouble, and they're focusing on him, you lose a lot of your rim protection, some three-point shooting, and just the threat of him being out there. But you're not gonna win any series with Jaron Jackson the third playing 10, 12 minutes, 14, 15, 16, 17 minutes a night. You're just not going to. This is the first time that the Grizzlies, as the hunted and not the hunter, are gonna face adversity. What are they gonna do on this stage? I picked the Denver Nuggets, if Steph Curry did not play, to possibly upset the Golden State Warriors, because there is no answer for Nikola Jokic. Steve Kerr had other ideas. Shout out to Mike Brown. I know he devised the defensive schemes for what they did with Nikola Jokic, and to make those other guys beat them. If you're going to lose to Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, Monte Morris, Jeff Green, you deserve to lose, and that's how they feel about it. But Jordan Poole came out all gas, no brakes doing work and showing he deserved to be in the mix with the old big three of Steph Draymond and Clay Alexander Thompson out there doing work like he was then. Once you gain the trust of those guys who've won three NBA championships, you get the cosign from them to let it fly. Jordan Poole, go blue all day. University of Michigan product. gonna be a problem out there. Denver might see their end sooner than, than expected. And I clearly owe the Golden State Warriors an apology. Last but not least in the West, The Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans got it on in the last game of the weekend and it was no problem. The Pelicans fought. They competed. I mean, Jonas Christ Superstar, Jonas Valanciunas put up 18 and 25 but he missed most of his shots. That's where all the rebounds came from. But shout out to Devin Booker, who I didn't realize until I saw the game that he had scored the most points in his first playoff appearance than anyone in the history of the game, 601 last year when they lost in the finals. The guys are trying to help them get back to the finals, along with Devin Armani Booker, is the great Christopher Emmanuel Paul. With CP3, oh yeah, I'm going to take over in Q4. The Q4, mid-range killer, but he was doing it from deep. Willie Green had bigger players on Chris Paul going under the screens, and he was just pull up for three, hit like three three-pointers in a row. He had a 13-0 run on his own. He was just controlling the game. It was time for him to control the game. He understands the moment. He read the room properly. And did the work. He's the oldest person to have a 30-point and 10-assist game in NBA playoff history, surpassing Stephen John Nash. Did it while he was with the Suns as well, and he's the fifth person to have at least 10 such games in playoff history, including guys like Michael Jeffrey Jordan, who did it 15 times, and of course the hashtag, who did it 22 times. Does New Orleans have a chance in this series? Probably not, but I like that they came, they competed. I like what Willie Green is doing down there with no Zion. Could get interesting this summer. And with the draft picks, could be very, very interesting to see what they do. I think they're going to test the waters and wait until the February trade deadline to find out if it's a fit, but you won't see Zion this year, not in the playoffs. That makes sense. In the East, just like I felt like I owe the Golden State Warriors an apology, I owe the Chicago Bulls an apology as well. I know it's been some rust on both teams. But this is an old-school-looking game. All defense, a lot of breaks between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls. I thought the Bulls would get blown out right away. But they competed. They found something. Alex Caruso, yes, I did not stutter. Alex Caruso dominated this game defensively. The charges, the irritant, like, he did everything in this game. Zach Levine did what he did. DeMar Donnell DeRozan did what he did. Giannis Ugo Luteran-Titokounmpo, 27-16. He's going to do Giannis. We know that. Chris Middleton and Drew Randall-Holiday didn't have the best games in the world. They had Youngs. He closed the show. Chicago might be out there in four games. But I saw a more aggressive Nikola Vucevic, which I was proud of. He smoked some layups at the end of the game. Guys still won on someone's home court. This is their opportunity. I think that opportunity and that window is shut now. And last but not least, the Toronto Raptors versus the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden before the series says, there's no pressure for me, no pressure at all. I'm gonna go out and play, and he did. But there is pressure on him to succeed and move beyond like these rounds of the playoffs. Nobody cares about the first round, second round. They care about you getting the NBA Finals with the presumptive MVP, Joel Embiid. But with forcing your way out of two teams in the past 24 months, from Houston to Brooklyn, from Brooklyn to Philly, this doesn't work. Where else can you go? You expect to get a $200 million contract Opt out of the $47 million that you're due next year at the end of your contract. Who's going to give you this? There's no country for old men. It might not be a country. Well, there's always going to be a country for James Harden, whether I'm talking like it or not. It just won't be with any championship-level teams. After this, if this doesn't work out, and he forces his way out here, not going to happen. Can't see it. Nobody's going to take a chance on that, unless a team that wants that name value picks him up. But first things first, they won game one. And with all the rumors of Nick Nurse, Possibly being at the top of the Lakers coaching search. He has to deal with the fact that a team that had five 15 plus point a game scorers for three straight seasons is going to be without Gary Trent Jr. for illness. That young, who's one of those guys in the top, the, the, the five 15 point scorers, but a valuable asset as well, out with a thumb injury. And the potential rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, who was his debut playoff performance, 15 points. Ten rebounds, eight assists, and one sprained ankle is going to be out for game two. Will Shaq's prophecy come true? They said initially, even though he walked back those words, that the Raptors would get swept, could be on the horizon. No Scotty Barnes in the lineup, no Gary Trent Jr. Other guys have to step up, much like Tyrese Maxey did for the Philadelphia 76ers, who was one of four players on this day, the first time in NBA history, Under the age of 22, to score 30 points in a playoff game. Jordan Poole, Anthony Edwards, John Morant, and of course, Tyrese Maxey doing his thing. And looking like young AI out there. Looking like a young, he was killing everything moving from deep, going to the basket. They had no answers for him. They will definitely make him, put him in the game plan for game two. Trust that. And then you have to choose your poison. I feel bad for Toronto Raptors fans. The excuse game is about to get way heavy. Way heavy. Before we get out of here, I'm going to send love and give flowers to April 15th. It's generally tax day in the United States. But on this date, it is an acknowledgement of Jack Roosevelt Robinson. Jackie Robinson breaking the color line in baseball. Why am I talking about baseball on the basketball show? Because he was an All-American in basketball at UCLA as well. He broke a lot of ground on that campus as a black player, as an athlete, as a person. He did the same thing with baseball. And we're going to always acknowledge that. A day later, the father of hip-hop culture was born. On April 16th, Clive Campbell, better known to you as DJ Cool Herc. And because basketball and hip-hop culture are so inextricably linked. On that same day, in 1947, at the end of the first season of the National Basketball Association, a young man was born. And it is apropos that he was born on the day that the first season was ended. Because 75 years ago, on April 16th. The artist formerly known as Ferdinand Lewis Alcindor Jr., better known to you as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was born in New York City. Happy 75th, Cap. And shouts out, as we talked about Jackie Robinson all these, these guys who are pioneers in their fields, many don't know who broke the color line in the NBA. It wasn't a black player. He's a player of Japanese descent by the name of Wat Masaka, who played for the Knickerbockers for like eight, nine games in the inaugural season of the NBA. So shouts out to Wat Masaka, because teamwork makes the dream work. It doesn't matter what you you look like, what your affiliation is, politically, religious, whatever, he did it, and I want to acknowledge that. And shouts out to the first black man to ever play in an NBA game, Mr. Earl Lloyd, and all the players who followed after him, from Don Barksdale, Nate Sweetwater Clifton, so many others who paved the way for the nine and 10-figure NBA contracts, who sacrificed, who made it happen. They're all down for squad just like we are on the podcast where basketball and life are one. Happy 75th to Kareem. Happy 75th to the NBA. Make sure you go out and watch the playoffs because I'm watching them each and every night. And I love it. I love you too. So do remember, do what's popular with the population. Make sure you don't get beat off the dribble. And keep listening to The Open Run with Will Strickland. Rich kid, my mellow, my man. Do what you do when you do it. Easy. Open okay. open